0: everybody i'm eric martins and across the screen there is jay swish josh bennett and our our our, our regular host for the evening chad eckerton's off for the night on a date with his wife which i assume might be one of those first dates in maybe a year or so because that's what happens when you have three kids
1: happy birthday to her though by the way yep. Let's not happy forget birthday that. to
0: her a well-deserved evening off we're gonna crack yes. beers we're gonna crack beers yes. As we do here on uh, the Golf Guys program, our new program here for 2022, that's uh, presented to you through the Fantasy Golf Pod uh, network, and we got a fun program tonight. We're going to talk about some things. We're going to talk about what happened last week. We're going to talk about what we think is going to happen next week, this week, right now. Uh, but before we do that, let's uh, let's let's hear a message from our sponsors at Manscaped. And I've read this one before, but it's a it's a doozy. Okay. P- <laughs> Uh, Roses are red, violets are blue. Don't let a wild pube wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Uh, We're talking about 13 days. And our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for that special occasion. Uh, This Valentine's Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped the leaders in below-the-waist grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use GolfGuys20 for 20% off plus free shipping. I really, really encourage you to do it right now. They have some some good products all around for helping men. And, yes, like you, like we said, Valentine's Day is, is coming up. And speaking of Valentine's Day, Josh, uh, I love the fact that I'm in a marriage uh, coming up on nine years or so that we are both in 100% agreement that it's stupid and we don't do anything for it. Yeah, And it's just, and it's just an absolute load mm-hmm. off of, I mean, my wife's birthday is already in February and we just got over, you know, Christmas. So you just, you know, you're, you're already dealing with enough when it comes to that. We don't celebrate Valentine's day. And I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things. Obviously I love my wife very much that actually, when it when Valentine's Day comes around, that ends up at the top of the list. I'm always reminded, like, thank God I don't have to deal with this bullshit. What about you guys? I know you. I know you're newly married here this last year, right? Yeah, yeah. And well, have, you, the, have you guys we're, come we're to a consensus?
1: We're, we're a couple years in. We've we've been dating for much longer than that, obviously. Though. Right. I assume that. So we we don't really go all out, like you know. There's there's people that are buying like hundreds of thousands of dollars a gifts or jewelry or they're going to these right. fancy restaurants well we might go to applebee's or something and, and do that or or might have some pizza or something well you know we're we're not anti valentine's day but we're also not uh we're not taking it taking it super seriously i i imagine that will also probably change when the baby gets here in a, in a few weeks we might not have time to do that anymore so
0: <laughs> and yeah no you're absolutely right and you know i even before kids i think we were pretty we would yeah when you can go out you go out uh but when kids start piling up it becomes more difficult and it just became a great reason to say fuck valentine's day yeah Uh, but you should still go to manscape and 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 clean your shit up because there there are possible benefits for valentine's day aside from well anyways uh and there's some golf benefits too uh
1: the the crop preserver yes it's it's a deodorant it's great if you walk on the golf course. It's one of my favorite things they have, actually. So,
0: I loved your guys's conversation on the Preferred Lens podcast about that, actually, and it made complete sense. Like, why are we not using deodorant elsewhere besides our armpits? So, <laughs> correct.
1: It, maybe where the most well, the most sweat is sometimes. So, That's right, yeah, it's
0: disgusting. Uh, to think <laughs> about. Um. So, Josh, we got uh, we got a a. a, a couple of things to talk about today i want i I want i want to kind of review what happened last week i thought that luke list winning uh the farmer's insurance open was actually really cool and he's kind of been the butt of the industry's jokes for years now just because of how shitty of a putter he is yeah but you know this happens to me uh on on a when when we watch these guys on tour i mean they're grinding You, you know we can laugh about how bad Putters—they're probably better putters than all of us, by the way. For sure, don't ever forget that. <laughs> for sure. uh, but, but, but you know, when you see a guy who's—he—I was—I looked him up. He was born in '85, so he's just about a year younger than me. Guy had been grinding on tour, and that was his first win. And that's a this is this was a you know for for this time of year, this is a pretty deep field for a yeah. guy to get his first win on what's you know a, a challenging test of golf at Tory Pines. And to see him, you know, with his wife and kids, I mean, they look kind of the similar age to me. Like I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can admit this without, you know, I don't really give a shit what anybody thinks. Like I get a kind of emotional when I see that stuff happen. And yeah. so it was really cool to see Luke list get his first win at Tory pines. And, and speaking of Luke list, uh, apparently you said something to chat about luke list would you like to uh, you know, tell, tell us what's going to happen with that and what, what's going on forward
1: i did <laughs> uh so <laughs> before the tournament started chad and i were texting back and forth actually right when it started was when this happened because we saw what his ownership percentage was and accurate, right what's that it was
0: accurate he came out mega chalk i didn't have a single share and I, did,
1: I, I didn't either uh and and, and I didn't get it, so I text Chad right away. I'm like, why is everybody playing Luke Lists? I mean, I, don't, I we've mentioned that here multiple times. I don't take in a whole lot of content during the week. I read a few things here and there, but, you know, I didn't, sure. didn't see much about Luke Lists. And then, you know, I'm thinking in my head, Luke Lists has never won ever, obviously, which we know is his first win now. And if you just kind of look back at his last tournaments, I mean, he's... He was barely like top 20 in like corn ferry tour fields. So it's like now he's gonna to come to Tory on a course where people figured you had to be a pretty good putter to be successful. There's a, the field's pretty good, and now all of a sudden Lucas is just gonna be good on this golf course. I could not figure it out for the life of me. So I text Chad, I'm like, All right, Lucas top twenty. I'm I will quit DFS. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes out and wins. He just won.
0: So what are you gonna what are you gonna do with yourself now that you can't play DFS anymore because you said you're quitting? Well, so I i quit. It's
1: it's kind of like uh it's like yesterday uh I quit drinking until just now. <laughs> oh my god. So so I I think I'm back and we'll okay. we'll share a line of Slater. Sure. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so and you know what else you can equate this to? You can equate this to uh to Brett Favre retiring and coming out of retirement and for the better.
0: Sure. You know? Okay. Yeah. So, that's that's a that's a reasonable comparison right there. I I, yeah. I did, I did
1: uh I did top twenty another guy and I I have to remember who it was. I think it was, I think I top twenty Sahith this week and I would quit on him. We can talk about that later if you want to though.
0: Yeah, we're going to get to see Heath because, you know, as you mentioned on the Preferred Lines podcast earlier, there was some things that unfolded on that on Twitter with Chad and wh- whoever else. But one, one, one thing I want to get to too here about the farmers was the fact that it was. And I think it's a it's a, you know, Luke list winning is great, I think, mm-hmm. for for golf. I love to see first time winners, especially at a deep field event like that. And I think another win, win for the farmers was the fact that it was a Wednesday start and finished on Saturday. That completely changed the dynamic of my weekend. Literally. Yeah. Uh, I, I I was confused. It was a, it was a, it was a Thursday cut sweat by Friday. I was, it was sad, you know, like I, I, anyone that, you know, we've been doing this for a long time and you're looking at your lineups. Like it was almost, it was like daylight savings time times, you know, five or something. And, but I loved it because come Sunday, it's all over with. And we got to enjoy, two really great games of nfl and really i think it's obvious uh based on the tweet that i sent out and how it went viral for my percentages it went viral and then you know uh, chad sent out a a tweet with the fantasy golf pod uh basically we're talking about a a 90 to 1 uh, percentage rate of people saying yes this should be this should happen uh, Saturday night endings to golf, especially uh, when it's NFL season. And my only concern is that I think the PGA tour is just going to be too prideful to admit it. Like, okay, yes, it's the fall swing. The NFL is way more popular with this country. Absolutely. And so are they going to be too prideful to admit to that fact and say, yes, it makes more sense for our viewership purposes to, you know, they're going to have to like, you know, like putting your tail between your legs and say, yes, we will stop airing or we'll stop ending tournaments on Sundays and end them on Saturday so that all of, you know, I think I would imagine that, you know, people like you and I, where we're watching. We want to watch the Vikings on, on Sunday lose in some god awful no, yeah. way. And instead of having to watch the Vikings losing some god awful way and then missing out on, you know, the false swing, it is what it is. Now I can sit back and just enjoy the fall swing on a Saturday afternoon. And, you know, college football, whatever, uh, fuck it. I, I think this is this is something that would really do the PGA Tour uh, a favor to just say, let's move everything back that one day for the fall swing. And then once the playoffs are done with NFL, which everybody is watching, let's admit it, I think that right. a friend of mine just told me that, they're getting unbelievable numbers of, of viewership. I mean, it's been an unbelievable playoff season, by the way. I mean, as far as yeah. the games have been actually entertaining, so that's helped tremendously. I think I think that what they did this last week, uh, as far as just moving everything back in the day, should happen and it should it should get implemented for next year. Do will they do it? No, they won't. No, they Absolutely definitely won't. Fucking not. Because why would the, they do something that makes sense?
1: Right. The the other there's other issue that maybe we aren't thinking about that maybe we should think about is it was great now and it probably would have been good the week before and the week before because they're in California. For us, that means they're on TV at four, five, six, six o'clock. You know, it's after work, perfect viewing True. time for us. The issue now comes in if you're starting on Wednesday wednesday thursday friday that's three work days when they start starting earlier in the morning they're teeing off at 8 a.m instead of you know 2 p.m then you know now you're losing people on tv because people are people are at work and aren't able to watch so that could potentially be a problem but i do like if if they could figure out how to make it you know get it on tv when people are home from work and they have time to watch and they're not know gone in the office or whatever if, if they can make that happen i think the wednesday to saturday is a great idea especially yeah because you're right f- football's king man it, people it golf people can say whatever they want oh just try and compete see if you can beat them it's just like no that's just never gonna happen and so i'm yeah I, I think it's a great idea um there's again there's a little bit of issues with the timing but i, I think if they can make that
0: work it's a good idea for sure I guess to conclude it, I would I would respond by saying it's already two days of the work week. So I don't know what an extra one does. I mean, like coverage is coverage. They're playing it on a Thursday and Friday. They're getting whoever they can on a you know during the work week anyways. So what's the big difference? And they're only doing it. I mean, the big tournaments happen after this week, basically. Like we're we're entering we're entering like the good part of the season. We and so yeah then go back to have it being on on saturday yeah. and sunday but again i just i just get this feeling that they would that would be like admitting something that they don't want to admit you know the pg is all about uh their image and yeah. and to, to all of a sudden turn the entire like to just go around the nfl season but so yeah they're I, I, pushing I, I,
1: a lot of their coverage to to espn plus too and that's obviously on an app so you know maybe people are watching it in the office hopefully.
0: yeah yeah well so so yeah Um, i I do yeah so anyways we'll we'll move on from the from that but i think i think that's that's something that we should pound going forward we'll probably forget about it in within a month and yeah
1: we'll we'll remember it this time next year when they yeah exactly
0: (laughs) if they if they if they even do it again which i'm not even i'm not even really sure if i saw a reasoning or a tweet or anything about why they did that but but yeah so um so Let's let's talk about what what also happened this last week. Uh, the fantasy golf pod has been uh, putting on a, a listener league, which is cool. Uh, it's a it's a, I think he did three places paid out. It was a three was right. three dollar entry, I think. And so I think what we're going to do go, going forward is discussing the results, taking a look at the lineup. Uh, you know, trying to trying to see what what that smart person did that we didn't, uh, which is probably going to be you know, a very common, uh, a common thing going forward. Can you pull up that lineup, or actually, I think I have it here. I got, I got um, it. I got it right here. Beautiful. So, the winner of uh, last week's uh, listener league for the Farmers Insurance Open was actually Chad's brother, uh, who dominated our NFL season-long league last year, and then now here he comes. Who, by the way, I found out. The only thing that he listened to uh, as far as content was concerned was the preferred lines podcast and golf guys so he got tipped on yeah he got tipped on Jay, uh I think because of the house bet of Chad which is a great you know thing to look at and we look here uh how should he get here 557 and what's crazy is that he made two lineups and guess where he played him he played one lineup in, in the listener league, and then he played the other lineup in our season-long fantasy uh, golf league that we also use DraftKings for scoring purposes. He mm-hmm. also won that with, I, I, I'm i not going to, we don't have to pull it up, but that ended up with a score of like 575 or something like that. Wow. So it was a big, it was a big number. I think the winner of one of the GPPs that was in like the 610 range. So awesome. not not that far off. I mean, not enough to win probably like a massive GPP. but Still, uh, I mean, a, a tremendous lineup. He did not have Luke List in the Listener League, but it didn't matter. He had six of six. You've got uh, a second place, a sixth place, two sixth places, and a third place, and then a, another couple guys that made a cuff and or made the cut and and racked up enough points. And you know, he won by ten or whatever. So that's that's pretty that's yeah. pretty damn good. And then, but I mean, he won by even a wider margin in our in our uh, season long which I thought was crazy. So what I was going to say, and then, you know, I, I'd like your response to this is that isn't this like obvious uh, evidence as to why, if you're going to make a lineup or two, you may as well throw them into the other lottery spinning wheels that are available in DraftKings. You don't have to play for $5 or $10 or $20. You can throw these, both of these lineups in the 25 cent arcade. You can throw both of these lineups in the $1 uh short game shit if you're feeling really risky throw them into the three dollar 20. you know like we're talking about minimal amounts of money that if your lotto numbers pop that week you don't want to miss out on it right and i think and i and i and and you know i I feel like andy missed out here and and he he had great lineups it was it was hard i didn't have any six of six tony fina fucked me yeah yeah yeah, and he he fucked a lot of people because he was he was highly owned and rightly so uh but i think that this is evidence that you know if you're just if you're just making a couple bullups spread that around a little bit and you don't have to risk a lot of money and yes you're probably not going to hit more than well you're not going to probably ever win the gpp but you might likely i don't know cash for Get 5x yeah <laughs> exactly you might or 5x even like okay you, you threw it in $1 maybe you made 20 cuz you can you know if you're in that top i we'd have to go back and look i know that I know that Chad and them looked around at like, well, what if he had put it in here? He would have won this, that, or the other. I, I think if you're making, uh, when you're making 20 lineups, it's a little different, but I think when you're making one or two lineups, you should put those in other places. You don't have to risk a, a ton of money. And it's, and we preach that this should just be for fun anyways. So, uh, but congrats to Andy for, for taking down both, yeah. both, of, both yeah. of the fantasy golf. But what do you think about that though? Do you agree?
1: A, yeah. I, I, I totally agree. That's the way I play. I mean, i we're not we're not sharps here. We're not sharks here. We're we're playing this for fun and playing it for the lottery, honestly. So, I mean, if if you're just playing one lineup, if I'm just playing one lineup, which I do sometimes, I'll probably just play one this week because of the three course rotation. We've, oh yeah, we'll talk about the that. celebs and stuff. Yeah, so I'm gonna play that one lineup. I'll play it in our our two leagues. I'll play it in Vegas league because that's fun. Um, but I'm I'm gonna toss it in the the GPP that has 25k to first because what the hell? What if it's good? Then I'm winning 25 grand, you know. So uh, so I'm doing that. Um, and I I would I guess I don't want to encourage people to do anything with their money because it's not my money. But I would say that's probably a good a good way to go. If you're just doing one or two lineups, So obviously if you're if you're maxing and, and max entry the 20. Uh, the 20 lineups, or the, even the 150s, if you're doing that, then obviously it's a different story. But if you're if you're just playing one or two lineups, it might as, it's the lottery anyway. That's there's there's so many combinations of golfers you can put together to be good at at any given time. So you know it's it's the lottery. Just give yourself a chance at it. You know.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And and like you said, you don't have to you don't have to do the $5 or the $10. Just 25, there's a 25 cent. I tell my friends who don't do DraftKings, like you should do DraftKings. It's fun. And you don't have to risk much money. Like make four lineups for a dollar in a 25 cent contest that allows for 150 max and just see what happens. It's it's entertainment and we have been preaching that for a long time about the fact that DraftKings and trying to, you know, figure out which golfer is going to be good. It all comes down to just making hopefully what is for Mm -hmm. everybody that's watching this program and other programs, watching these professional golfers do what they do should be the like fun part of it. And then you, you, then you add in like, Oh, I have this, that or the other. I mean, like, you're not going to, it's not going to happen every week, but when it happens that one week, when you've got that sweat, when you've got that like top, you've got four guys in the top 10 and, and a couple other dudes that you're hoping to do something on Sunday, it's a lot of fun. It's oh, kind yeah. of stressful, but it's a lot of fun. And then, you know, if it, if it works out and you get, you know, hundreds of dollars off of $20, like this is great fun. This is why we've been exactly. doing draft and trying to, you know, but we've also learned that, picking golfers is is a very difficult thing, like you said, and, 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 you know, we, we'll get to it maybe a little bit later. Do the stats help? I mean, they, they present information about what's unfolded for this person previously, but we still don't really know what's going to happen. I mean, there's a lot of things. I used to think that some of these people were like experts, like they went to college for something. And then I'm, I'm starting to see more and more that, you know, it's everybody, everybody's just kind of interpreting things the way that they want, no matter what their background might be. And I'm talking about, this stuff as a you know a musician stay at home dad golfer dude so <laughs> my 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 uh my uh my my expertise is 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 more related to that but my but my passion is 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 the pga tour and these golfers as much as i mock them for being clowns occasionally so let's 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 move on to to, to the clowns and and take a look at uh the pebble beach pro am like you said is a three Another three course rotation. Another one. God. Right, don't I you just... love
1: these with, with the amateurs and the it's probably like six hour
0: rounds
1: playing playing on these beautiful courses? Isn't this like one of your favorite things to watch?
0: No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> Me either. It's not at all. And although I do I do like, I mean the places that they do these uh, events at, like, like in La Quinta california it's a that's a beautiful area like i, I texted chad i said I, I need to go play this course i'm watching these guys shoot 79 at la quinta and i'm like don't you think you and i could like maybe shoot 79 too there potentially Because oh. aren't these like these are like wait a second
2: you think
1: you're- <laughs> wait, you think you're gonna shoot 79 that what when's the last time you shot 79 in general
0: well, I mean I play my you know I play I play my handicap and I play my yard, you know, my oh my we're talking about handicap. Tea, so no 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 I, I play my distance off the tee. I, hey I listen to uh who's that guy on Twitter that's constantly tweeting about, like, yes I yeah. I love him great follow on Twitter, you gotta get on on there and follow him. He's constantly advocating for people like me to play at a a, a yardage that makes sense for you to you know have fun basically. So, yeah, maybe I, I wouldn't from the tips. I'm not saying I'm going <laughs> to fucking shoot 79 from the tips for God's sakes. But here here let's 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 real quick talk about this Pebble Beach program and then we'll kind of move yeah. onward. Uh Yeah, so 2 weeks ago was was uh was the Amex and Chad said in our golf guys evening he's like or actually in response so it must have been the week after. That is a week to not Risk a ton of money. I think this is the same situation. Would you not agree? I hundred percent agree. I, I I said it that week. Say it this week. It was almost
1: the same last week with two. I mean, they played two different courses last week. We I know, but it's like you just they they're changing courses. You can't prepare for as they would normally do for three different courses. You got the amateurs. It's taking so long. I mean, you. There's always the risk of an amateur is gonna you know swipe one across three fairways <laughs> right. and smack me in the head. Is right. there's just there's so oh many unknowns God. with with an event like this that yeah you know, there's a lot of unknowns in just a regular golf tournament. And now you add on all these extra things with extra courses and the amateurs and all that extra. It's just it's impossible. So it, you know, use your stats if you want, use your course history if you want. I know there's a handful of guys in this tournament that just destroy this tournament every year, but I mean, there's just so much going on here. that it's. if you think you know what's going on, you're just wrong, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And and you're right. There are so, somehow. I don't know how because I don't of these see guys just some of these guys just don't strike me as like, oh, yeah, I'll have fun with, uh, you know, whatever rich amateur, you know, bought into this thing. And or, you know, I mean, there's the there's the, the usual suspects. Bill Murray and, and whoever else I did see that uh, the Bills quarterback is going to be playing. Uh, oh, really, uh, Josh Allen? Josh Allen is going to be here, so th- I thought that was kind of cool. But let's not forget. So here's one of my one one part of my process. I use I use uh, I use Fantasy National Golf Club, and I think that everybody should. It's it's a nice quick way of just getting a a, a glance and however in depth you want to get with stats. That's up to you. Um, I, I think we've discussed already. On this podcast that i, I just kind of do a, a very broad overview i look at recent form and i look at course history but even then i still like to go on to the pga tour website and pull up uh the, the tournament and then you just click on the tab that says uh that says uh prior prior results or or mm-hmm. recent uh, not recent results and it's very easy to just kind of scroll through uh each year w- who ended up winning and who was in the top, you know, whatever. You're just looking at the leaderboard basically. And I, I just kind of like to do that because then I can remember, like, oh yeah, remember that year when Ted Potter Jr. at this fucking tournament took <laughs> took out Dustin Johnson? Like, yeah, let's let's wager money on this, on this, on this That's, game. That's what I'm saying. Like, right? like Ted Potter Jr., Ches Revi, Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, and Jason Day, like like a very stacked top end who who had Ted Potter Jr. I will say this. I do remember this year because that was a crazy finish. And I, I, I'll shout out to uh fantasy golf insider because they had somebody, one of their guys that subscribes them showed them that he like went like 50% Ted Potter Jr. For this tournament wow. somehow, somehow somebody, but you know, that's your level of risk of gambling. Like if you're willing to go in and Ted Potter Jr. For whatever reason, I don't, I can't remember what it was that they got tipped off on. That's great. That's not going to probably work out long term, no. it worked out that week. And yeah. that must have been a lot of fun to, That's have, that Ted, time. to have Ted Punisher. But, you know, let's not forget, like, uh, you know, I'm just looking again here. And then, you know, Phil won that year when 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 Paul Casey, oh, uh, Paul Casey wanted to call it quits. And Phil Mickles was like, no, no, I want to keep going. That's that? Right. that was a fun ending to this tournament. I really actually liked this tournament. I, uh, and then 2020, Nick Taylor won which I thought was cool because I was, I think I was kind of on Nick Taylor that year variously. And then there he was winning uh, alongside, you know, second place, Strelman, Phil Mickelson, Jason Day again. So we have all these guys, Dan Berger, T5, who then went on next year, 2021 to win. And Mm -hmm. who I'm probably going to fall into the trap of. I always take the guy that won the previous year, And it just, it's, it's a terrible addiction. I don't know how else to describe. it. Is a, it is a bad addiction. Just it's a very bad addiction.
1: There's, I don't remember. Somebody tweeted it out. I remember who it was, but somebody did the math on how like statistically impossible that is to do, and it, obviously it happens every once in a while. It's happened within the last couple of years, I think. Uh, but it's like crazy hard to like go back to back, oh, years. Yeah. and it's hard to go back to back tournaments too. So uh, I I think that's a bad addiction that I think you gotta you gotta work on a little bit.
0: Well, and you know, so you know, when it comes to building lineups, this might be a good time to kind of think about that because we've, we, with the withdrawal of of Zalatoris due to COVID, which I don't even know if I want to go down that route uh, route right now because it, whether or not you have take issue with with what the PGA Tour is doing with their COVID protocols or with decision making process that these players are going through. That's just really unfortunate for for Will Zalatoris to uh, be coming into a place that he probably would be quite successful at, and then the have to not be able to play it. That is what it is. But if we mm-hmm. want to look, take a look at uh, who we have on the DraftKings board and how we're going to build these lineups. I mean, I, I, I you can. I, I don't even know what to do anymore. I, I think with these tournaments, I which which I think happened at Amex. As well as you gotta kind of take two really good players and then gamble on the rest. This is why I don't really want to have a ton of money involved this week, don't you think? I mean, like you look, yeah. you look over the board, obviously. I don't you were looking over the betting board with uh preferred lines. but with, with this DraftKings, when you got players like Tom Hoagie at in the eight thousand range, like that's when I knew immediately I was like, Oh my god, what am I gonna find below that? <laughs> yep. Yeah, this is
1: this is a this is the kind of tournament where I I, I had mentioned this to Joe on preferred lines too. Where we're talking about kind of the middle of the range here, with the you know you got Hoagie and Denny McCarthy and Chuck Hoffman's up here in the AKs. Like this normally, you know, this program we're like Pepper the AKs, baby, we're gonna win that. But right, now it's right. like in this situation, it's like, do I really want to pay like? Uh, Eighty five hundred. i know you do but do i want to pay eighty five hundred for tom hogey i don't think so 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 now you're you're going up to the top of the board and saying how many of these guys at the top can i fit in and how many scrubs do i gotta put it gotta fit in to do it and are these scrubs any good that's that's the other problem so uh yeah it's these we they're just so hard because it's just there's, there's, there's not a standout is is the thing. You can't just scroll through and be like, oh, this guy is 7,500 and he's super cheap and he's perfect for this tournament. It's like, you don't get that here. If, if somebody's is perfect for this tournament, they're automatically going to be priced up because the field isn't that great. And then if they have good history or if they're in good form, they're going to be priced up again. So, I mean, they're just in tournaments like this. Everybody's pretty much just
0: priced out of what they should be. They are. DraftKings has always been really good at pricing i think i mean you i don't think for the most part i i don't think you get a misprice often when it comes to golf i mean obviously there's misprice that's unfold in nfl because of injuries that happen after pricing comes out but when it comes to to pricing on on drafting is but i think that that a tournament like this just like we saw a couple weeks ago on these very weak fields what is the difference between i don't know uh, I saw somebody who's interested in uh, Eckroth, Austin You Remember mm-hmm. that guy? I know and that like, guy. What's the difference between him, who's at 6,800 on DraftKings, and like, uh, you know, I guess there's a little bit of a difference because like Cameron Champ, Joel Damon, some of these guys actually have like even the possibility of winning. Uh, some so, you know difference. what? Yeah, I, maybe I just refuted myself by saying that.
1: Well, no, I I know where you're. Where you know you're what going I mean, though. Is, like like what their
0: skill the- levels are
1: they are they that much different based on the pricing that they're giving? That's where you're going, right? And the in so that's kind of where I was going. In in the bigger field, even if all of these players are last week, or some of these players are last week, those guys that you just mentioned, they're probably all the same price. And now you have now they have to spread them out because of the the field that we're working with. And now you're getting some of these guys that are. Seventy five hundred, and you know your Acro guy is sixty eight. When normally, the their skill you would think would put them like the same. So it's yeah, it's hard.
0: I think I'm I'm gonna be willing to take some risks, possibly if, if I enter, you know, a couple of GPP lineups. I'm gonna I'm gonna risk it on like a I don't know. Shit, Bill Haas made the cut last week, and I mean that's his place. He has some course history at 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 Torrey mm-hmm. Pines. I don't know. I look at something like that. We're like, well, okay, he's been god awful for a long time here now, but long term, he's been a, a, a good golfer. I don't know. You think a shorter course isn't aren't shorter courses easier or are they harder, Mister Bomber? Like I watch you swing a, a driver, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, so wouldn't an easy, wouldn't a shorter course be easier for everybody? Yeah, I
1: I, I think that's right. So. And I, I think history has shown that here, all three courses are pretty short. Um, they are. They're they're
0: very short. They're seven thousand less. Yeah,
1: and so and and you look at the leaderboards, which you obviously do. So you got you got Phil up there who who bangs it around really far, but you also got you know shorter hitters out there that are also being successful. So I don't. I, I think shorter courses kind of bring everybody back in. That's that's given that if it's shorter, it's not wider. Cause if it's wider then you know, the bombers can just hit it onto the green. Sure. I mean, the courses that we're playing on this week, it's, you know, you can't just spray it all over the place. It's shorter, but you also have to be relatively accurate. So I I think that's kind of how it brings the distance kind of back into play here. And then, you know, that's when it starts bringing in your, your good approach guys, especially on greens that are super small, like pebble. Um, and then you're also, you know, you got to got to be good around the greens and on the greens. That's why you see Phil and Day and Spieth and and all the and Branch. All those guys are really good in this tournament because, you know, that they all they all play differently off the tee, but they all have one thing in common, and it's that they have all been very good putters throughout their career. they all been they're all very creative around the greens, which uh, uh, preferred lines we talked about a bunch. So, um, you know, it's if i think that's the direction you got to go it definitely definitely takes out the advantage of off the tee uh for the for the shorter courses i agree
0: yeah that's a good point point. and i i mean i'm i've you know for, for forever been kind of a a short game putter person because i suck off the box and whatever and i and, and i think that it shows itself even in the pros you know you, you can lean on certain aspects of your Of your game, so yeah, I I, you know, if we were to conclude here and then take a look at some lineups, but I I guess my concluding thing be like, yeah, maybe that's something to take a look at. I know everybody is looking at everything. That's that's why I just in the end, man, the the like the like six k seven k range. I don't know if there's anything to look at other than like maybe take who you like, which we've been preaching a lot. Take who you like. Maybe it's just somebody who you root for or someone who won you a GPP and you just click them because you like to. Because I'm not sure you're going to find a ton of evidence, statistically speaking, of why they are better or worse than somebody else down there. And and we're doing this for fun anyway. So why not root for a, a player that you like for whatever reason because they have a good short game or because... They did something funny on Twitter one time. You know, like there's literally any any reason is a good reason to click a name. And we're doing this for fun and you shouldn't be doing it for a lot of money. We should be doing this, you know, it's pure entertainment. Now, do we want to take a look at our lineups and ridicule? Pull up Chad's that lineup. Look, I got them all on this screen here. Oh, you do? Okay. We can can compare them all. Look at this. Okay.
1: So, so we got on the left side here, that's mine, and in the middle here, that bad lineup looks like that is yours. <laughs> and the <laughs> and the that lineup on the right there, that that is also a bad lineup, that's uh Chad's.
0: Well, let's start with Chad's. I saw so so he's chasing, I immediately what I thought was he was chasing uh the gala. I think that's right. Although uh,
1: Joe Joe I might have might have talked me into him. He, he did. He, he
0: did me too. Actually, I so, love that rant. Go listen to the preferred Line spot. I was yeah, listening to that. that. Yeah, I, he did talk me into it too, which leads us to the discussion we should have, uh, where you know, go and look up on Twitter. You can find it probably pretty easily. There was a a pretty uh, intense. I don't want to call it intense, maybe, but it was a detailed discussion about why or why not to take. This this player, and uh, one side was arguing statistics, and another side was arguing, you know, form and results. And I, I don't know. It was it was I. It's just this. It's just going to continue to be this uh, battle, I think, between stats and just gut and what you're seeing and what you like. And I think that Chad even said that he hadn't even seen a swing from this guy. So, but he just liked to see the results. So, mm-hmm. but. But I think Joe Idoni made a made a compelling argument for for Sahin.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I'm not even pretending yeah. to get it, to get it right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I and this is uh so I'm I'm doubling down here, Eric. Mm-hmm. So last week I, I text Chad and said Luke list top 20. I quit. <laughs> so I I doubled down on Twitter. I in that thread that you're mentioning, I said the gala top 20 i quit so, <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah so i might i might have quit tw- uh dfs
0: twice in two weeks and then i'm not sure what we're gonna do Ch- <laughs> yeah. uh eric that's gonna be a problem because chad will be back next week and i think he'll have some takes on that that maybe <laughs> i don't know maybe i don't i am a little more soft but he he's he can come on come on to you pretty hard <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll welcome it. We, we can battle
1: it out if it happens. I'm I'm hoping it doesn't, mostly because now I, we know Chad's playing them, so my lineup's obviously better than his. So I'll beat his. So I'll, I'll have an argument. You know,
0: sure. Yeah. So it looks like you're taking. So you're going back to Bramlett, who was good and then wasn't good. And I think that I like that. I'm doing that with Tom Hoagie. He was good, then he wasn't good at a place that he had been good at, kind of. Bramwagon has a uh has an 18 he finished 18th here
1: the last time and there was three courses so and you could you can argue maybe maybe it's not even an argument it's probably just truth he's a much better golfer now than he was two years ago sure yeah so i, I kind of cool. like it he and he's only 7k so i mean it's it, in this field if you're going you know a couple guys up top like i did with you know berger and fitzpatrick you kind of gotta you gotta throw in a cheap guy there i mean kind of kind of a free square in my opinion
0: i kind of like that i had bramlett somewhere last week and you know he missed a cut and it happens and i had i don't i actually got off hoagie last week so that's why i'm actually going to get back in on because you know a guy misses a cut that doesn't mean they suck that just means they missed the cut because they probably you know had a couple bad holes like literally these guys are missing i wanted to say this and i think you you know, know this too These guys are missing cuts by, like, (sighs) inches, probably. I mean, look at, like, uh, the difference between the the rough and the fairway and the putt that missed, the three or five putts that missed by an inch. You you never know. These guys are missing. Who cares about a missed cut? That was always something that scared me early on. I'm not scared anymore, and it's actually been paying off recently. Yeah,
1: that's interesting because I've thought about that, too, where – people are looking at course history and they're going, Oh, this guy, you know, made the cut. He finished 56. So basically DFL for making the cut and then comparing to another guy. And all it says is miscut MC or whatever it is, but it's like, yep. they they probably only were different for by like a stroke or two. If you know, the other guy made one putt or whatever, and he's, you know, making the cut, maybe he crushes it while he's there. So the difference is weird because all if they miss the cut, all you look at is miscut. cut. You don't see if they, you don't really look if they shot an 83 and that's why they missed the cut. You just, you just see the miscut. cut. Whereas if you look at people that made the cut, you, you're literally just looking exactly what their position was. Did they finish 10th, 20th, 30th? You see the number. If they miss the cut, you don't, nobody looks. You just kind of say, oh, missed cut. But it could have just been a matter of one putt or one chip.
0: Yeah, uh, one putt, one chip, one, you know, some other guy hit a tree and it bounced back out in the fairway. And instead of being fucked under the tree, they are back out in the fairway because they were bad at driving that week, but they got lucky with their couple, you know, like, you know, how many times have you played golf? And I assume that if people are watching this, they play golf too. You get lucky sometimes with your lie, with your angle, yeah. with whatever. That happens to the professionals as well. Hence, and, the, this is a Chad rant. Hence why we aren't risking tons of money on a game that does involve quite a bit of skill, but also a lot of luck. A lot of luck is involved. And they would admit it too. They got they say it all the time. They got lucky. They get lucky when they make long putts. Oh, yeah. it, okay. That is that is luck. They have a if circle. you love
1: stats, that's true, Eric. Yep.
0: Yeah, well, I can't say I love stats, but Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's they, I, they say anything over uh, on the PGA tour. So if you want to pull your own game into this and think about how that works, that's funny. But uh, on the PGA tour, anything over like seven and a half feet or something like that, or eight feet is on the tour is 50% make rate. So after that, in you know, in theory, it's one out of five is probably luck. So,
0: and again, let's go back and, and follow Lou. What's his name? Lou Stagner that I believe that stat came right from him actually It probably did me. now this is a good transition we can be done with these lineups nobody cares i don't want to stare nobody cares. At you i'm gonna i'm gonna change i'm gonna change those lineups of course, at, course you are you always do yeah probably yeah. eventually after i you know get diluted with other people's surface thoughts.
1: level stroke scanned analysis guys that's us i think i think i think sweet spot uh hates us cuz we don't we don't love
0: stats like him <laughs> yeah
1: well, we like we sweet love
0: sweet spot bags. oh yeah absolutely i do um so let's so for the for the let's conclude with a couple of things that i wanted to talk about one segment's going to be about terrible golf coverage which i know is, a, is an old long uh boring conversation that's been had in the community for years but first before we go to that because i have a really cool idea that chad and i talked about that i want to talk to you josh about about Pro's changing their swing, and and I know that you've said that you went through a pretty rigorous process of going from uh, a mediocre or I think you said bad golfer to you've improved quite a bit. I want to know kind of just your overall view of what that process is like. And, and then, I, I don't know, like I saw Spieth, uh, and he missed the cut. His swing was, is very different now. And But this was, this is not, you know, this is not, this is the different swing than like a, even a year ago, I believe. Okay, and If I'm wrong, then somebody should correct me, but it was slower. It, you know, he kind of had like, I don't want to say it was amateurish, but he kind of had like a more enclosed, close to body arms and stuff. I, I just always related to, to Spieth because, you know, he struggled off the, he's always struggled off the tee and except when he doesn't and then he wins majors. And so it was interesting. This like, I hadn't seen him swing this season. And I was like, wow, that is not the same swing. And when you think about a guy like speed in his career, what he's done, I mean, like obviously 2015 was, you know, the Mecca of his career, but like, and even like, you know, going back further, like tiger, these guys change their swings. Why? Obviously you need to change your swing because you were bad, but like, these yeah. guys are changing their swings when they're like elite. Yeah,
1: so I, I it's that's definitely a, a thing that I is is interesting to talk about here because when, when we're talking about me playing golf or you playing golf, we we got to be careful comparing ourselves to pros. Absolutely. One, my, Absolutely. one of my favorite things on Twitter, by the way, always see blue checkmark golf guys comparing themselves to pros. It's insane. It's like. <laughs> Even some of those guys are actually like scratch golfers too. But even still, don't compare yourself to pros. It doesn't make any sense. So, but if you're when you're you know changing swing your swing, it's you or your coach or somebody has noticed something that there's likely just at somebody at that level. There's a tendency in the swing to to cause inconsistency. So, if we want to talk about me for example when i was changing my for when i was changing my swing that's exactly why i was changing my swing when i was swinging and coming through the ball i have a tendency to flip my hands through and that causes a timing issue with all the things that work in the golf swing on how you get the club face square to the ball relative to you know the direction your the path is going so obviously there's there's some type of you know, in-depth research going on here behind the scenes for all these guys as coaches that are saying, "Oh yeah, you know your your dispersion has changed a little bit." So you know why? And then they'll start looking and say, "You might be flipping your hands a little bit, or you might be spinning out a little bit, or maybe you're falling back a little bit, and then it it kind of fucks up the timing of your swing." And then if if all you're going off is timing, there's such a small amount of time in between when you start your swing. And when you hit the ball and there's so many things going on that, you know, one little thing that goes off can, you know, change the club face by however many degrees and send your ball flying. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure what happened with speed if, if he did change his swing again, like what you're saying, they probably noticed something in his swing the last however many weeks. And they said, you know, Something has changed. You need to put in a different feel, or you need to put in different footwork, or something that's going to eliminate the tendency to throw off an inconsistency. So, and what I'm guessing is what you saw. He might be just exaggerating, you know, last week or whenever it's been. um, Might just be exaggerating a feel or or a swing thought or something just to ingrain it in his brain while he's in competition. So that you know, when he gets to the majors of the big tournaments, he doesn't have to think about what that is anymore. It's just automatically he's he's been triggered to learn that. So I know. Um yeah. I don't know if you remember um, Hovland used to do that. He was he'd take his backswing and he would literally pause at the top of a backswing or even go back a little farther and then swing again. That was him trying to train himself, you know, how he wants himself to swing when he's just swinging full and we haven't seen him do that in over a year probably so you know sometimes these elite golfers i'm sure they're just speed doesn't care about last week i'm sure he doesn't care about the week before he wants to win the masters so he's i'm sure he's out there working on things and that's probably what you saw as he's working on something to you know to minimize those inconsistencies when he gets to the to the bigger stage he he doesn't have to think about it he can just go out and play golf i think he said that in the past too before that when he was really struggling he was thinking too much while he was over the ball mm-hmm. um and so you know maybe if he's doing this now he can get all those thoughts out of his head for you know when he gets to the masters he try to win that again so and your question damn i rambled there a little bit no
0: that's good and i i I want one more (laughs) one more follow-up one more follow-up what it takes to change your swing has got to be one of the most difficult physical uh exercises and mental exercises that there has to be i i I gotta think because it's
1: mental for sure because if you it's like changing anything you do in in, in life. life if you're if you've ingrained your brain to do something a certain way, if you're swinging I mean these guys are swinging however many swings a day it's a lot you're right. doing that over and over and over. You've taught your body how to move a certain way with basically without even thinking about it. so now you're trying to retrain your body to move a different way or think a different way. It takes oh yeah. A lot of time and a lot of effort so i mean it's it's not um obviously it's not easy it, it it's golf it people do it in basketball people do it in baseball it's 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 not golf specific it happens in every sport it's the, the the way you've taught your body to move if you're trying to reteach it it takes a lot of effort to do it so um it's actually really impressive when people like spieth or spieth is our example here but if when he can go through a swing change like he did two years ago or whenever it was and then come back and be good again it's it's pretty crazy to to think about that and how how much work he had to go into basically retrain his body to move a different way and then be you know a top tier athlete again it's it's
0: insane and let's never forget that I mean, he's got the money and the time to do that as well. Whereas yeah, for us, sure. Us, 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 you know, peasants. That's why it's much harder for me and you to do that because it's and and
1: when you go to a coach and they suggest some type of swing change or something, it's. I mean, they're not expecting you to go from wherever you are to being really good right away. It's you're going to change and you're going to be really bad probably for a really 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 long time, uh, and you know eventually you probably turn a corner, but it's. You got to be really careful when you're teaching people like me and you, because right, because we just don't have the time. And if you don't put in the time, you're. I mean, it's you can't you can't really really improve because your your muscles have already learned the you know the previous way of
0: doing it. Right, Josh Bennett. One last question about the swing. Uh Okay, how do I get faster with my swing speed? Because you know, well, go to the gym. Yeah, god damn it! I knew you're gonna say that. <laughs> God damn it. So the Sims that I play in, in town here show that I'm if I'm good, I can get a hundred uh swing hundred mile power swing speed. Mm-hmm. But basically I'm I live in the nineties. So I gotta go to the gym is what you're saying. God go God. to the
1: gym. Uh I mean you don't have to go to the gym. You can you can work out at home. It's get get your body in a little more shape, but I'm a small person. I don't even know if it's gonna matter. it it might it might not uh another way you could do it if you have an hour to go see a coach usually i don't know exactly what your handicap is but i've seen you play golf before you're not you know ripping the 70s all the time so if you go to see a coach and they kind of fix your swing up a little bit if you fix issues in the swing that might be holding you back from being able to swing faster that that might
0: be helpful too yeah um no, go to
1: youtube maybe you can maybe you can youtube learn
0: it Ah, no you don't, don't go to youtube i think you're right if you want to get better at golf you need to go to people that know what the hell they're talking about i think there's a lot of great follows on twitter by the way uh of people that like put out like serious analysis of swings i don't know what you have seen uh but i follow most of those guys yeah if you want if
1: you want some really good uh some really good tweets on on speed and golf there's a account called fit for golf Um, Yeah, his name is mike carroll he he has a program an app you can download the workouts take like 40 minutes if you go to a gym it's like no time but he, he puts out a lot of tweets about um you know different exercises you can do or if you're injured how to how to rehab better for injuries um stuff like that so he he's a super good resource if you're just you know looking to gain speed he's also a big proponent of if you want to gain speed just go out and just take your driver in the backyard eric and just swing it as hard as you can for right and 12 swings just do
0: that every day once a day because literally i think that i have such bad habits of trying to just guide the ball that like i can't get like like and i and i have been working on it of trying to just swing faster and faster and i still can't like breach like I get, I can get to like a hundred or a hundred and one, and that's about it. That's like my max, and I and that's yeah. with me like really trying. So I think <laughs> you're right. You know, I, I think we'll conc- let's conclude this segment, and then because we're getting a little long here. But we are. I'm right. gonna teach my kids to to swing off their, you know, just swing out of their feet. I right can't ahead. remember who said it. What's I that? I can't remember who said it. Somebody I know.
1: Said, um, when you're. When you're teaching uh teaching a kid a golf swing, just teach them to swing it really fast and then teach them to be accurate later.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I saw I heard that too. And I think it's great. Final thing I wanted to cover, and then we'll we'll be out. And I think this should be a recurring theme. And I think Chad will agree with me. Terrible golf coverage, you know, viewing from our homes is a problem. And we all know it. And I kind of make we we always make fun of people who Uh, take to twitter to complain about the fact that like oh look once again we're not seeing those guys that we're following who are like on the like cut line and let alone the fact that i think they're getting a little better at understanding like that the cut projection like oh he's 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 projected to make the cut no he's nobody's projected to make the cut there's a (laughs) cut line that moves you know like even I know that, and data golf is a great place to go to check that out for what is probably mm-hmm. going to happen. And these guys need to probably be following data golf. But anyways, Chad and I had a text conversation on Thursday. It must have been Thursday because Thursday was Friday because last week was Wednesday through Saturday. And basically, we came to the conclusion that at some point, somebody's going to finance a venture of some kind that's that basically puts thirty people out on the golf course with iphones streaming everybody that needs to be streamed from the from the you know from the ropes you know because they're not gonna be able to get up there but at least they're there and we're and that that could potentially be like a financially viable model i I, i'm not gonna start this business because i can't do that and i don't (laughs) think I don't think he is either, but that's an idea. Like anybody out there, there's probably nobody listening at this point. And if this, maybe we can clip this clip and put it back onto Twitter. And there's people out there with money, put thirty people out on the course, giving multiple angles of all the guys that need to be shown on that cut cut set on Friday, right? Like, wouldn't that like that could work? It's it's crazy that the they don't emphasize
1: the cut more when the cut it just does day really is intense. coming up whether it's friday or whenever thursday it's they're still showing people like like phil for who the most part is not gonna make the cut when there's guys out on the course that are grinding over a 10-foot putt to make to make the cut or and and a lot of those guys actually are you know not the bigger name so that it's it's actually a good way to get people like me and you acclimated to, you know, maybe somebody we, we've we never heard of before. Or somebody we've only heard of a couple of times. It's, you know, it's, it's good to see. And, and it's, we love to sweat too. I mean, people are got a lot of money on, on these events and whether it's DFS or betting or whatever, I mean, you know, we, we, we want to see if our guys are going to be playing the weekend. We, we don't care if, you know, Phil shooting three over and, and chipping in from the bunker. We've seen Phil
0: chip in from the bunker a thousand times. We don't need to see that again, do we? No, no, we don't need to see that again. And guess what? We don't care as you know, people wagering foolishly, probably dollars on on, on these guys. We don't care the quality of the viewpoint. Like, okay, so, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. You can't get us a, like you know, the the TV cameras from one, you know, because you've it's a, a limited situation. I've heard I think Peter Costas even talked about this on a no laying up. He got asked by the the guy that interviewed him on no lane up like yeah it's a limited situation we can't be everywhere on the course at all times but guess what those of us that are like actually interested in like how you know things are concluding on a friday when when the, when the cut is unfolding we don't need high quality shit. send out send out like some like uh some some guys that have like a pass to just go above the ropes stand over a bunker hold up their iPhone <laughs> so that we can see live what's happening? What, you know, what's happening on like the last three holes of this dude that we need to make the cut. Like literally I don't, I don't, I don't need like all I need to see is the ball and whether it went in and I'm, I'm sweating, sweating it, and it's entertainment. It's fun. Again, the PGA tour, the golf channel, whoever I, th- those are very different organizations. How are they not thinking about this shit? Chad and it's- I think about this on a random Friday afternoon in between him with diapers and shit and me, <laughs> whatever, you know, like we're coming up, like, give me a goddamn break. Like there's a way to, to show all of this information. And so I, I thought it was a great idea. I told him, I was like, I'm not going to, I was like, I should bring that up on the pod. And then I, later I was like, I'm not bringing it up in the pod because it's gold mine. And then I was like, neither <laughs> of us are going to do anything about this. So we'll just bring it up in the pod. And if there's, yeah. if there's somebody at the like 50th minute here, that we're into this thing, decides that they want to take up that thing, then good. Take that idea because we'll all benefit from it. And I yeah. think that's how we sure. should conclude, conclude our program. And um, if you made it to the end of here, that's great. I think it was a fun pod. We missed Chad. And uh, he'll be back next week with his wild, wildness. That was yeah. maybe and, and
1: we're time. and we're hoping that uh, Sahith Tagal does not top 20. Or maybe I won't be back. i might might have to actually retire
0: this could end end your 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 your
1: tenure if you if you say you're gonna if you say you're gonna quit twice and oh oh we have chad here we're in we're into an hour and we have chad should we bring him in i guess we're gonna bring him in
2: (laughs) hey what's up boys oh i see you're getting spammed on this on the chats are we yeah, we did. that user.
1: We Come got spammed by a uh, loveface. Here's
2: sexy girls or something. Hey boys and girls, what's up? How's it going? An hour in. I was like, my god, I'm gonna You're go wrong. watch the pod. I want to see if the pod is going on, or like how the pod went. I'm like, holy oh, she's still alive.
0: So I ran down. <laughs> cheers. How'd you do Eric? Well, I'm out of beer.
2: Got to that point in the pod, huh?
0: Yeah. And I have to piss too.
2: Oh, that yes. point too. All right, so we're, we're done. trying to
1: end this thing. You got something important to say? You want to go over your lineup, or
2: should we end this thing? No, no, no. I, I want to watch it. I want to see what happened. Uh, and you know, and I've had a great night. My wife's thirty uh, fourth birthday. Beautiful woman. Happy 34 birthday. thirty four
0: only. Jesus.
2: Yes. Rob that cradle.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, we went over to her uh, sister's house tonight, which they bought last winter. Right across, uh, right over here, pretty close. So, not too bad. Like, like it's hilariously close. So, we get the kids in the car. It takes longer to put them in the car than it does to drive there. So, oh yeah. yeah, either way, great time. Had a bunch of beer and wine and pizza and chilled. And then, uh, Friday night, we're going out. Wow. Ooh, the actual birthday party. (laughs) Yeah, I got the babysitter. So, the problem here, boys, is that her birthday is the 1st of February mine's the eighth and then we have valentine's so it's just like destroy my wallet just boom, boom, boom. we talked valentine's day today chad you'll have to go yeah walk. oh because of course you got to go to the manscaped yeah we did, that, we did that's how it came up yeah you guys want to see <laughs> no you don't for the time uh, well have you had some fun
0: We've had a we uh, had great blast.
2: Wow. All right, good. Well, then uh, we'll be back next week for the Waste Management Phoenix Open, which will be my birthday, February 8th. So we're going to party Ooh. next week. Birthday party for me. Let's do it. Should we uh, do yeah, it? Yeah, let's do Should it. We ha- Should we try to get some people to come on? And get in, uh, you know, yes. You just want like a to wish party. you happy birthday. That's a 2022 you- birthday party for a 37-year-old? Can you believe this baby face is 37? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> i miss you boys i wanted to talk chat golf with you but we will next week and i'll be back tomorrow morning for the ownership projection show right back here boom the old lab in the lab
1: love that (laughs) i'm glad Chad's here so we can so we need we need somebody to play the air guitar yeah
2: See you boys.